comes to cross the king, a place of dread and suffering. Forged in terror and filled with fears, hopeless daydreams and desperate nightmares. listeners to Christ the King, Missouri, an earnest, hard-working, God-fearing town. It is also a place born of madness and fraught with desperate nightmares. My name is Willard Fresco, and I am dying. But before I go, I must pass these nightmares on to you. For if you know not the depths of our darkness, these nightmares may just spread to your hometown. Desperate Nightmares is made possible by the good graces of CTK's Second Methodist Church, the likes of whom have granted me the privilege of recording these narrations in the basement. At the risk of falling out of these graces, I bring to you today the story of what happened to the First Methodist Church. It was on the very same ground above us now, about 15 short feet over, 30 short years ago. We now joined precocious 17-year-old Savannah Beaver Badger during choir practice the week before First Methodist Centennial Easter service. Focus, everyone! We only have one rehearsal after this, so let's stop singing like we're trying to scare a buzzard off old barbecue. Savannah, you're flat. Uh, say that again. She's a carpenter's dream. <laughs> I can hear you. Hear what? The sound of your own voice interrupting again? Percy keeps making fun of me. Not my little angel. I swear. One shouldn't swear in church. Let's take it from the top. Miss Collins. I swear, Savannah, if you... Oh, my gracious Lord! Jesse Foster Phoenix, what in heck's handbasket are you doing here? Well, my grandma says I gotta do choir if I'm gonna keep living with her. She didn't say anything to me. She said it shouldn't matter since my great-grand-whatever wrote the church song. You may be the blood of our late founder, Reverend William Foster, but if he were with us today, after what you've done, bet you butter cake he'd run you off himself. Well, too bad for us both. Dead dude's dead. Know how long we've been rehearsing for this Easter? On top of our regular Sunday song meeting, as you should remember. All I remember is how creepy that big statue of Jesus getting stabbed is. Reminds me why I quit this place. We singing now? We don't have any more sheet music. Sorry. He can share with me. How very Christian of you, Savannah. Jesse, tell your granny I'm only allowing you here as a token of thanks for all your family's done for this town before you came along. Bitchin', let's get this over with. Move over, Titless. <laughs> okay, Jesse. 
Young man, next week is the 100th Easter since your grandfather's grandfather first introduced our church hymn. Nothing matters more than us doing a perfect job. Sing it right or for Pete's sake, just mouth the words. In the morning comes the light, in the evening darkness falls, and the devil demons motor. Wait, hey, Miss Collins, Jesse just walked out. Count our blessings later. Next verse. Jesse Foster Phoenix, troubled by all accounts. Savannah had seen him from afar growing up, but knew him better from the hushed tales told around the playground. Now that she was a little older, he was suddenly a lot more interesting. His brief appearance at choir practice filled up her mind so completely she even forgot to come up with an idea for that school report. Interesting, Henry. But to my knowledge, no one from Christ the King ever kidnapped anyone from the town of Liberal, let alone forced them into religion conversion therapy. You just don't want to face the truth. Uh, Savannah, what about you? Savannah? Huh? Uh, present. We're discussing ideas for our town history reports. You have one, yes? Of course. I want to do one on uh, my church's hymn. Ah, Shadows on the Wall. Why, I'd even call that the town hymn. I didn't know we had a town hymn. But you know all about the supposed kidnappings, yes? If you weren't so Catholic, Henry, you would know that Shadows on the Wall was written by one Reverend William Foster, cousin to the famed American songwriter Stephen Foster, and our city's most prominent clergyman of the 19th century, before your people arrived. Savannah, you picked a wonderful topic. I did? Absolutely. The rest of you. Give me some ideas I don't have to fail you for. Percy? The the woods, uh, south of town. They're haunted. Ugh. Class dismissed. Good work, Savannah. Thank you. Savannah Beaver Badger was no fool, though she had picked her subject out of thin air, arguably somewhere less polite. She realized now she had the perfect reason to go visit the old Phoenix house. Who knew? Maybe Jessie would be in. Hello? Granny Phoenix? Anyone home? Oh, it's you. Hi, Jessie. Didn't think you'd be home. I I just, um, that is... Goodbye. No, I mean, I need to talk to your grandmother for school. Gag me with a chainsaw. Who's at the door? Have you offered them a butterscotch? It's no one, Grandma. Go back to your matlock and oxygen. Granny Phoenix, it's Savannah Beaver Badger from church. Come in, dearie. Jessie, mix her up a glass of crystal light. Well, if that... I'm going out. Move, nerd. Wait! Put him... Bye, Jessie. <sighs> what a beautiful yet troubled man. Grandpappy's him? What, what a wonderful idea for a project. Wish some of your curiosity would rub off on my grandson. Actually, he's kind of where I got the idea from. Do you know where he was headed? He has some spot, he goes. I'm going to my spot, he says. I blame his parents for how he acts, but they're both dead. Oh, gosh. I heard all about that. I- I'm so sorry. Think it would help him if I were in his life more? 
You're a nice girl. I wouldn't go throwing rocks at that hornet's nest of turmoil. You were asking about a song? Yes, Shadows on the Wall. Do you have any, like, family records or anything about it? Hmm. We'll be into the parlor. Did you have a butterscotch? That's all right. Thank you. Have one before they get any stickier. No, please. Whoa, okay. Mmm. Uh, oh, oh, oh. There, on the top shelf. Hand me my claw, will you? I, I can reach. Which book is it? That one. Grandfather William's Diary. Oh, my goodness. Have you read it? Heavens, no. My generation was raised to respect others' privacy. But yours is gutter trash, so enjoy. Thank you so much. Be a dear and wheel me to the powder room. It's time for diapy wipies. Oh, um, it's the least I can do. After diapy wipies, Savannah returned home, washed her hands again, and opened up the diary. She was soon engrossed in the personal life of Christ the King's most celebrated ecclesiastic, a fact not appreciated at the dinner table. And now the whole office is supposed to run in some second-hand fruit machine. Not even one of those IBMs. Give me a good filing cabinet any day. That's what you get for working for that hoodoo voodoo acupuncture. Real computers are for real doctors. Savannah? Hmm? It's delicious. No, your book. What's so much more interesting than your mother's rambling dissatisfaction? Bill! It's for a school project. Do it after dinner. But this is the diary of William Foster. The him guy? Please. He's a very important part of our church's history. How'd you get your hands on such a sacred tome anyway? Granny Phoenix gave it to me. You went to her house? You know that is strictly forbidden. Why? She's a sweet old lady. Don't give me that. What? I'm gonna turn bad just by running into Jesse Phoenix? It's not your behavior we're worried about. Yes, it is. Give me that book. I'm returning it tomorrow. No! I need it for my report. Plus, it's town history. Listen to this. Saturday, April 24th. The church is finished and ready to celebrate its first Easter. Fascinating! Savannah? Little do these feeble minds know the true meaning of the words they will sing. Wait, what? Savannah, calm down. And on the 100th Easter, it will be fulfilled, and so shall... Good pudding. We can't sing this hymn. Easter must be stopped! That Thursday was the last choir practice before the big Easter service. Savannah knew she had to break the bad news right away. It's Collins! We can't sing to him! What in the name of St. Pumpkin Eater do you mean? Yeah, Savannah can't take the nerves. She handles pressure like glass handles opera. Shut up, Percy! We can't sing it because of the prophecy! If we go through with it, something terrible will happen! <laughs> There's absolutely no time for this. Take your place. But look what it says! Young lady! The only books we read in this building are the good one and the hymnal that goes with it. Now pull yourself together. If this doesn't go perfect, I'll be run out of town and forced to perform secular puppets on a riverboat in Branson. What's all the fuss in here? 
Mr. Cobb, sorry to disturb you. Miss Beaver Badger has taken issue with our choice of hymns, and after living through the encounter with that Phoenix boy on Sunday, I just can't take it. I can't. There, there, Fanny. Savannah, you want to tell me what the trouble is? The hymn is cursed. Tell Savannah, you ain't just whistling Doomsday. Uh, Pastor Cobb, it says so right here in none other than William Foster's diary. That's so. How about you come show me in my study while we let poor Miss Collins conduct rehearsal? Sunday is a big day for her. All of us. Fine. But once you read this, we're going to have to call the whole thing off, okay? Call off Easter? Sorry, but it's the only day my wife lets me drink non-communion wine before three. I'm serious. As am I. But let's go have a chat. Miss Collins. Thank you, Pastor. Please, take a seat. Care for a butterscotch? No, thank you. The older I get, the more I love these. Mm-mm. Let's take a look at this diary of yours. William Foster's. Of course. Of course. Start here. Let's see. Hundredth Easter. Evil prophecy. Oh, my. When the incantation is complete, my youngest male descendant will lead this town into darkness, spilling the blood of all the innocent. Quite damning, I must say. (laughs) What's so funny? Believe it or not, this isn't the first time I've heard that shouters on the wall is, quote-unquote, satanic and, and wicked. Never imagined anyone would take the joke so far as to fake an entire diary, though. Amazing the effort idle minds will put into the devil's handiwork. It's not a fake! Savannah, I've known both sides of your family a long time. Upstanding folk, the beavers and badgers. Earnest, hard-working, God-fearing. Get suckered into believing in fake doctors here and there. Point is, your heart's in the right place, but this isn't what you think. Where'd you find it, anyway? Granny Phoenix gave it to me herself. Aha! Explains a lot, doesn't it? How? I have no doubt she believes this is the real deal. But clearly several, maybe even all the pages have been replaced with fakes. Malicious and fictitious. I can think of only one person with both the motive and opportunity. You think Jesse did this? Have you even met him? I've had the displeasure, yes. You don't know him like I do. There's no way he has the writing skills or follow through for something like this. Careful, young lady. Fella like that is full of surprises. None of them good. Think it's best you head back to rehearsal now. I'll hold on to this so-called diary. But I borrowed it! I'll make sure it gets where it belongs. Well, if you really want to take something from me, then take my place singing, because I quit! Savannah knew that storming out of church would only create another storm the moment she arrived home. There was but one place she knew of to enjoy a brief period of calm first, if only she could find it. Stupid peppers! Go ahead and be sick then. Jesse, there you are. What the hell are you doing here? Is anyone with you? Relax, it's just me. How'd you even find this place? Easy, I followed the trail of cigarette butts. Good work, Nancy Drew. Here's another clue. Get lost. You were right about your great grand whatever's him. It's a satanic curse. What? You're spazzing. Those Melvins would never sing it if it were actually something badass. 
I'm serious. We have to stop Easter. I need your help. No way. Got enough static with those stiffs without wigging out their god party. Please. I'll do anything. Anything. Ew. Keep your shirt on, kid. You're the town bad boy. Why won't you help me? Really want to know? Take a puff of this. I don't think you should smoke that. Why? Gonna tell? No, it's because it's making those peppers sick. If you touch tobacco, then touch certain plants, they get a disease. Oh, damn it, is that true? Damn it. Good thing this isn't tobacco. Oh. Oh! I I'm not... That is a... <laughs> if you don't smoke it, I can't trust you. Fine. Hit, chimney cricket. I don't feel anything. Really is your first time. Don't bogart it. You wanna know why everyone hates me now? I heard you killed your parents. Sorry. Um... They were doctors. I'm sure you know. Everyone knows. Met in medical school after my dad's woodworking business failed. How weird is that? Everyone thought they were so freaking great because they were loose with the prescriptions. But they weren't so great when others weren't around. Constant fighting, both of them. That's why I was so stoked when they had to go to St. Louis one weekend for some work thing. I, I threw a party, and it was totally bitching. Right until my friend Maggie locked herself in the bathroom with a razor blade. We had to break down the door. Slash marks on her wrists barely even broke skin, but she'd swallowed a whole bottle of my mom's Vicodin. I freaked out and called my parents. They said to make her bomb. Meanwhile... They started driving back so they could curse me out in person. I guess they started cursing each other out too. No one knows because they drove headfirst into a semi. Everyone blamed me. Maggie lived though. She works at an Orange Julius in Kansas City now, so like, I mean, great thing, she's the one that made it. I had no idea. Yeah, well, there you go, dummy. That's why I live with my grandmother and no one likes me. They wish I died instead. Nuh-uh. I like you. That's your problem. I'll get lost. I already am. Savannah returned home, dejected, rejected, and much later than expected. Her mother had gotten a distressing phone call from Pastor Cobb himself. As Savannah stomached a dinner of cold, sloppy Joe casserole, she learned she was grounded until she turned 18 or drove her own parents to an early grave, whichever came first. Furthermore, with the diary confiscated, Savannah had no choice but to switch her town history project to that most tired of standby subjects, a genealogy report. It was with a heavy heart that Savannah joined her parents at church that Easter Sunday. Now, Savannah, before we go inside, I need you to promise no more shenanigans. Your behavior's been mortifying enough. Bill, Wendy, good to see you this fine Easter. I see you brought my favorite troublemaker. You're making a mistake, Pastor. Savannah! That's all right, Wendy. Savannah has an independent mind, not afraid to think her own thoughts. Same trait Lucifer had made him God's favorite angel, right up till he wasn't. I warned you, whatever happens today, it's your fault. Savannah, that's enough! Easter is when Christ is supposed to rise from the grave, not roll in it. 
If you'll excuse me, I'd like to look over my sermon one last time before the singing commences. Savannah, I do hope you'll join in, even if you're not part of the choir proper. I finally get why Pilate washed his hands. Don't go twisting the Bible's words just to fit your point. That's Billy Graham's job. Har, har. Welcome everyone this fine Easter morning. I'd like to introduce you now to our long-standing choir director, Miss Fanny Collins. I know you know her well, but there are a few faces in here we only see on holidays. So it's my duty to make sure you haven't forgotten us. Thank you, Pastor. I will now lead our choir in a hymn I know everyone remembers, even you've been here even one week. Today, however, is a very special occasion as it marks the 100th Easter since the first time it was performed, right here in this very room. Ladies and gentlemen of Christ the King First Methodist, we now present Shadows on the Wall, written by our founder, Reverend William Foster. Sing along and just this once, please try to be on key. Here we go. In the morning comes the light, in the evening darkness falls, and the devil demons live in the shadows on the wall. They know love for Jesus Christ, they'll rip your guts out large and small. It's like when you left that egg salad in the station. It's happening. Everyone remain calm. Henry, Percy, hand out candles. I'm afraid we've made a grave mistake. Some of you may have heard the rumors over the years that our church hymn, nay, our town hymn, was written with infernal intent. Long have we dismissed this hearsay as befits the upstanding folk we are. However, it appears these rumors were true. <gasps> I have recently come into the diary of our church founder, William Foster. While I admit I thought it was a fake, current circumstances dictate otherwise. You bastard. I told you. In this self-same tome, Reverend Foster says, he says that on the hundredth Easter, if we sing shadows on the wall, his youngest male descendant will compel us to spill the blood of all our innocent. Our fair town will become Hell on Earth. Just like what happened with the Catholics. However, if we act fast, we may just prevent our Armageddon. Granny Phoenix, bless her heart, couldn't be here today, what with her health. But to her we must go, for she houses the last male descendant of the great snake, William Foster. We cannot allow Jesse Phoenix to fulfill the prophecy. Let's get out Follow me, my true believers, to the Phoenix House! Savannah, stay with us! Hey! Pastor, you can't do this. You're making a mistake. You did good bringing that diary to me. Don't let your emotions cloud your fear of God. Two arms, grab the spears! Oh, God! I have to warn Jesse! Savannah knew if Jesse was at his grandmother's, he was done for. 
She could not control this mob any more than she could control the path of a five-alarm twister. So she prayed that Jesse was safe and went to the one place that might be. Jesse? Are you here? Jesse, thank God! Shouldn't you be in church? There's no time. They're coming for you. Who? The army of God? Pastor Cobb! Everyone! Why do you have those clippers? What did you do? You tell me. You were there. Jesse. Relax. All I did was cut a few wires and rolled a homemade stink bomb under the pews. Still can't believe no one saw me crack open the front door. <laughs> Those jerk-offs were freaking out so much they had no idea. They still blamed you? You need to leave before they find you or else... I don't want to know. They think that you fulfilled that satanic prophecy. <laughs> this is serious. You need to go. Let's leave together. Where? Someplace godless where they'll accept you. Like liberal. Didn't that whole town get converted by a secret missionary? Just go! Please! For your sake. Mine too. Fine. I'll disappear a few days while this dies down. Thank you. Whatever. It's not the first time. I'll smell you later, masturbator. Wait! Before you go. Whoa. You're actually pretty good at that. There they are! Great work, Fanny. You led them right to me? Gave me that kiss just to keep me here, was that it? No! Honest! Jesse Foster Phoenix, you hold it right there. Savannah, I want to thank you for leading us right to it. I can't believe it. I was actually starting to like you. I love you! Now shut up and run for it! Afraid it's too late for that. You have a lot to answer for, Jesse Foster. Your great-great-grandpappy may have started our church, but today, we take it back in the name of what's holy. F that! I'm going! Hey! You stay right there, damn you! Watch it with that thing! Ah! You stabbed me right in the tent, you asshole! God! I'm, I'm bleeding out! Not every member of the First Methodist congregation had the constitution for what transpired in Jesse's secret garden. Even Fanny Collins almost lost her appetite for Easter dinner. Almost. However, Pastor Cobb was able to persuade the most of them that they had done the right and holy thing. Furthermore, he was the one what done it so the good people of the church needn't worry themselves how they looked in the eyes of the man upstairs. They all agreed to tell Granny Phoenix, if she asked, that Jesse had run away. She was sure to find out the truth on the other side soon enough anyway. The only hair in the hash browns, one inconsolable teenage girl determined to deliver a gospel of truth. We have to tell her. She deserves to know. Sweet, honest Savannah, I know you think that boy and you were close. And what we witnessed today was, well, a bit unorthodox. Oh, was it? Despite how you're feeling, if Granny Phoenix knew her last relative were dead, it would send her straight to Jesus. You kidding? Being rid of that boy is the greatest thing to ever happen to that woman, let alone the rest of us. How can you say that? I'm just saying what we know is true. 
day she realizes he's not coming back, bet she raids her medicine cabinet and throws herself an empty nest party. <laughs> Look what you did! Look, I know you had undue feelings for that delinquent. And what happened was, uh, on the Old Testament side, but it's for the best that little bastard's gone. I mean, even without that prophecy, but wow, hard to believe it was real, but, but not something to take a risk on. You did right bringing that diary to Pastor Cobb's attention. Who knows what would have happened if you hadn't? Jesse'd still be alive, that's what. This is all my fault. No, it's not. Bloodlines run deep around these parts. Jesse's fate was sealed a hundred years ago by his great-grand-whatever he was. Just be happy he didn't seal ours, too. You two really believe that stupid diary, don't you? That some dumb him could even really be evil? You know the pastor thought it was a fake when I first showed it to him? Jesse was innocent. He doesn't deserve to be dead, let alone giving some hush-hush river burial. I'm gonna prove it, too. Prove it after dinner. It's Easter after all, God damn it! Pass the lamb. Pass it up your ass! Savannah! I'm done honoring my mother and father. I'ma tell Granny Phoenix what really happened. Savannah! Get back here! Oh hell, this is just gonna be a mess! You don't think we did the wrong thing, do you? As a church? Hell if I know. Hmm. What kind of bread is this? Twelve grain? Oh, this Easter is ruined. Truth be told, Savannah wasn't so sure she was right about Jesse. Could it be he really was destined to fulfill Reverend William Foster's diabolic wishes? Savannah had no idea how to prove his innocence, but at least she could make it right with his grandmother. Maybe she'd have an idea. Hello? Granny Phoenix? I need to talk to you. Jesse, you're late. Oh, it's you. Remind me your name again. Savannah. Of course, Samantha. Savannah. Come in. I'd offer you a butterscotch, but I'm all out, I'm afraid. Been sucking on them all day, waiting for my grandson to come back from church. Have you seen him? That's why I'm here. Something awful happened. Jesse, he... Yes, dearie? He ran away. Oh, he'll be back. No, he... He's gone for good. He was supposed to cook Easter dinner. I've just been sucking on butterscotch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not just that. The pastor was supposed to come by to give me a little Easter blessing. Today was supposed to be about God and family, but here I am, unblessed and alone. Hey, I'm here. I'll spend it with you. Don't you have family of your own? I'd rather be with you. Granny Phoenix, could you please not sing that? Not sing my grandfather's hymn on Easter? Say, weren't you the one doing that report? Do you have William's diary? 
Pastor Cobb took it. No, he'll never give it back. He'll say it's church history, but it's my family heirloom. I suppose it's just as well. William Foster wasn't really my grandfather. Not by blood, anyway. What? Savannah learned some very interesting facts about the Foster family that night. Granny Phoenix was all too happy to go into exquisite detail, this being the first time a young person ever took interest in all the branches of her family tree. The following Sunday, Savannah was front pew center. I still don't understand why you wanted us to sit up front, Savannah. Bill, she's taking an interest in her fate. I think you'd understand under the circumstances. I understand the pastor can see from here if I close my eyes. Just pretend you're deep in prayer or whatever. Now, shh. <clears throat> my dear, beloved congregation, earnest, hard-working, God-fearing, what a week it's been. Last Sunday, we celebrated the first hundred years of our good and glorious church. We also purged ourselves of a deep and hidden evil that, to our great relief, will no longer haunt us. I think we all can agree, no need to relive the details. Not so fast, Pastor. Savannah, sit down. Here we go. Jesse wasn't related to William Foster. <gasps> Little Miss Beaver Badger, this is not the time. Yes, it is. I've been talking to Granny Phoenix. She waited all Easter for a visit from the pastor, but she got me instead. She was plum tickled to share her whole family tree with me, with all its grafted-on branches. How dare you try to stir up these fine people's emotions with your lies! Lies? Like you called the diary you stole from me? The same one you used to justify the murder of a beautiful yet troubled and innocent young man? That boy had the devil in him! Clear as Lake Lancaster, he put it in you too! Hold it there, Pastor! That's my daughter! Bill. Not now, Wendy. Pastor Cobb's made it clear that around these parts, the sins of one are the sins of the whole family. You insult my daughter's honor, you insult every beaver and badger this town's ever seen. Give my daughter her two cents, hear me? Give her a whole nickel. Devils, all of you. Stop, stop, I say. Fanny, play something to calm them down. Oh God, not Amazing Grace again. Let Savannah speak. Let Savannah speak. Let Fine. Savannah speak. Savannah, the pulpit's yours. This best not be another prank. Thank you, Pastor. I will now read you a selection from my town history report, a genealogy of the Foster family. It all begins with William Foster, transplant from the much maligned town of Liberal. No relation to Stephen Foster, by the way. You hear this trash? While William's relationship to the devil is disputable outside of his diary, one thing is known. A poorly accounted coming-of-age ritual on the outskirts of town left William's son, Mephistopheles, unable to conceive children of his own. To keep up appearances, William arranged for Mephistopheles and his wife, Mary May, to adopt an infant girl from Liberal one whose parents had been lost to a religious conversion mishap. This child was none other than our very own Granny Phoenix, 
a foster in the truest sense of the word. It can't be! Oh, but it is. And yes, Pastor, that makes you a murderer. No justification for what you've done, but perhaps it's no surprise considering your origins. You see, the good Reverend William Foster fathered another child with then-choir director Miss Annie Jenkins. This secret love child was taken in by a couple whose name I believe you'll recognize. Mr. and Mrs. Samuel Cobb. Not Papas and the Mamas. How dare you slander us Cobbs. Fix it, Pastor. William Foster is your great-grand-whatever. When you killed Jesse Phoenix, you fulfilled his prophecy. No, the boy killed his parents. We're better off without him. Stop it! The Lord sides with me. I know who's going to heaven and hell. If I'm going to hell, you think you're not going with me? He's got the spear! The one he killed Jesse with! Everything would be fine if you hadn't gone stirring up the past. I hope you're proud of yourself, young lady. Time to die for our sins. Understand. Pastor, no! Forgive me, Fanny. It's the only way to make things right. But stabbing yourself, you'll go to hell! No, Fanny. We're Protestants. We can kill ourselves all we like. You're thinking of those damn. Catholics. It's okay, Mom. He is going to hell. He's a murderer. It's not that, Percy. Someone gonna help me? Or y'all just gonna stare? Well, Savannah, Bill, let's get out of here. Let's. What a mess. You know, I had a thought. Prophecy said that the blood of all the innocent would be spilled. Does that mean the rest of us are guilty? Hadn't thought about it, but I guess so. That's an insult worse than injury, you ask me. The more I learn, the more I think I don't like this William Foster. Me neither, Dad. I'll never study history again. Pastor Cobb's funeral was a quiet affair. First Methodist Church never fully recovered after that. In fact, that very next week, the men of the congregation began tearing it down. And this led to the construction of Christ the King's second Methodist, where we are now, 15 feet away. Savannah got a B-plus on her genealogy report on account of it was supposed to be her own family, and she switched it without permission. As far as William Foster's descendants, as far as anyone knows, they're all dead. Curious, though. Fanny Collins spent an awful long time in mourning after Pastor Cobb passed. You don't think history would have repeated itself, do you? That would make Percy... Well, I don't want to speculate. That could very well lead to another desperate nightmare. have been listening to Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri, episode Shadows on the Wall, featuring the Christ the King players, Jenny Jarnigan as Savannah Beaver Badger, Phil Feldman as Jesse Foster Phoenix and Percy Collins, Nancy Marlo Gordon as Fanny Collins and Granny Phoenix, 
Michael Citronidi as Pastor Ed Cobb, Jeff House as Mr. Beaver and the Teacher, Sophie Ganilla Larson as Mrs. Badger, Jack Healy as Henry, and as always, Willard Fresco as himself. Recorded at Christ the King Studios in Brooklyn, New York. Narration recorded by Willard Fresco in the basement of Christ the King Second Methodist Church, Christ the King, Missouri. Edited by Reeves Elliott, Jessica Haddam, and Jack Healy. Mastered by Travis DeYoung. Opening and closing themes by Arrington DiDioniso and Willard Fresco. Additional music from Kevin McLeod in Audionautics. Sound effects from freesound.org. Desperate Nightmares from Christ the King, Missouri, brought to you by executive producer Willard Fresco. Co-producers Reeves Elliott, Jack Healy, and Katia Delaney. Copyright 2016 for Christ the King Productions. All rights reserved. Please rate and review on iTunes. And if you can, support us on our Patreon page. Every little bit helps to keep Willard and the Nightmares alive.